0: What is it? It's your future. It's called a Stargate. Chevron 7 locked. Welcome to Walking Through the Stargate. I'm Brent. And I'm Zach. This is episode 112, and we'll be talking about Stargate SG-1's episode, Descent. 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 No, it has to be down. Descent.
1: Descent.
0: Descent. And today, why did I say today? Okay, I'm just going to keep going with that sentence, though, you're about to realize how silly it is. Today you were an independent cop podcast. <laughs> well, so so I just want to clarify that three
1: days ago we were totally an independent podcast. Uh-huh. Two days ago, we all of a sudden became a sponsored podcast, and then yes. it ended immediately. And so today we are once we're again. We're back to an being independent. independent. We podcast. are we are
0: back to being fully independent. Yeah, for the, for those two days, we were briefly sponsored by um I don't know, man. I was, I was like, like, like Mochello, Mochello. Was that his name? Who was the guy? Mochello's,
1: uh, Google defenses.
0: Yes, yes, yes. For, for two days, we were sponsored systems. by Mochello's uh, Gould defense systems, uh, MGDS. Uh, and, uh, great sponsorship. We were super had to be super happy to be, uh, affiliated with them. It was great. But then we got into a bit of a creative control struggle and then we just decided to sever ties. You know what? Great product, great people, but it just wasn't the direction we wanted to go. So we're, we're back to being independent. So,
1: you know, all of a sudden he just changed his personality. Oh yeah. His, his, his whole demeanor, the way he stood and walked changed completely. Yeah. It was was
0: just, yeah, it was just off putting is what it was. Yeah. Um, he reminded
1: me in his looks of somebody I knew familiar and mm-hmm. well, and it just didn't jive. And nope. it just, nope. no, couldn't do nope. it.
0: Couldn't, couldn't do it. it. We had to move on. Had to move on. And that's okay. That's okay. We got another guy on deck, though. Kind of smiley. But anyway, um, so we're an independent podcast, and you can help keep this thing independent if you wish by, uh, which I got to rewrite that. I really do have to rewrite that, because it's not like the Patreon is keeping us independent. It's not like we would suddenly have to take ad revenue or anything. Right. So I should rewrite that. But the point is, if you want to support the show, if you're a person like me who likes to be like, you know what? I like uh, I like supporting stuff. Uh, I it's just the way I am. So I have my own little Patreon stuff that I that I support as well. If you're a person that's like, you know what? I like what you're doing. You guys got a Patreon. I'll support you guys, too. You can do that. patreoncom slash walking through the Stargate. There's perks and stuff that happens. Zach will get into that in a minute. Uh, We one of the perks and stuff that we do is Patreon first audio content. Uh, We have, I think, a couple things on deck. I think we got a couple of really interesting things on deck, if I remember right. Um, And people on Patreon hear that stuff first. But we always put our content on the main feed at some point. Uh, typically when we want to take a break or something. So, you know, you can stay on the main feed and get everything that we do. It's just a matter of patience at that point. But if you are impatient, you can go on to patreon.com slash walking through the Stargate and jump on that thing. If you want, where can you find our podcast? You found our podcast. You are listening to our podcast with your ears and you have found it. But if you want to tell somebody else, we're on the major platforms, Google, Spotify, uh, uh Google, Spotify, and Apple, um, And we're on podcast aggregators. I I like podcast aggregators. They're great. It's one of my favorite things. Um, But you can find us there. Uh, Zach, if a person wants to let us know that uh, they are really disappointed that we did not pursue that partnership with Michello's Ghoul Defense Systems longer than two days, how might they get a hold of us and let us know that?
1: Well, you can do that by emailing us at walkingthroughthestargate at gmail.com, which is W-A-L-K-I-N-G-T-H-R-O-U-G-H-T-H-E-S-T-A-R-G-A-T-E at gmail.com. And nice Brent, and you're asking, why didn't I speed through that? Yeah. And the answer is simple, because I needed to make sure that everybody clearly understood that without any problems yeah. so that if they had any questions or concerns about us considering to get a sponsorship <laughs> and then dumping them at the last <laughs> minute uh-huh. or or really d- just just terribly saddened that we don't have a sponsorship in I this capacity, doubt it, that yeah. they have clear ways of con- contacting <laughs> yeah. us.
0: Very good. You know, as you were carefully going through those letters, I was thinking to myself, like, if I were being that deliberate, that's probably where I would make a mistake. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> like, It's like, it's like, it's that thing where when you get muscle memory and you can just like fly through a thing, when you slow it way down and you're trying to like think through every part of it, then you like trip over yourself. So...
1: Well as a matter of fact I did have to fire on a couple of extra neurons because <laughs> I'm like oh okay wait how does this go
0: <laughs> yeah I actually have to properly spell it not say a phrase that sounds like at gmail.com
1: that's right in any case you could also follow us on Twitter at Stargate Walking or go to the Facebook page and group walking through the Stargate Facebook page and Facebook group or you can go to the website which is wtts.. Woohoo! Uh, or of course you can go to Patreon uh, and uh, Patreon.com/slash/WalkingThroughTheStargate if you want to mm-hmm. pro- support the show in that way. Yes, uh, Brent talked more about that earlier. Uh, we do have the other side of the gate. We have a Stargate Second Chances. Mm-hmm. Um, So those are all options. We are feverishly working on another, the next, the other side of the gate. Mm -hmm. And if it all works out as planned, we will have a guest Uh join us for Mm that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we'll see how things go as we do that. I'm looking forward to that. That'll be a really fun, fun uh, podcast to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, So if you want to get in on that, uh, join us on Patreon. Of course, as we said, all that will be free eventually on the main feed. That's right. So, Brent, yes. one of our new Patreon subscribers, Ann, mm-hmm. uh, sent me an email um, a month or so ago, uh, a couple months ago now, because it was just as we were coming up to our break. Mm-hmm. And she mm-hmm. said, has anybody actually gone through and written down and collected all the people and their predictions of our Chevron ratings wow. and you know, done all that? Because remember yeah. early on, I was like, we need somebody to do this. Yes, I do. And nobody had done it. And well, she emailed yeah. me, and she said, has anybody done this? And I said, no. She says, I will do that. Wow. I'm like, That's awesome. And oh, so she has gone through all of our old podcasts oh, and created a wonderful spreadsheet of everybody's <laughs> predictions, <laughs> uh-huh. and she's highlighted the ones that, that when they got it correct, what we had. And so- Yeah. Um, I'm not going to go through everybody's, but we have 12 different people in the course of our podcast have accurately, correctly predicted, accurately and correctly. Right? I'm really good at my English yes.
0: here. Yes. Well, I mean, it's it technically, you know, like there's there's accuracy and there's precision, and they are different.
1: Oh, fair enough. Uh, but but they have gotten our predictions correct. Yeah. But there are two people, three people who have done it more than once, uh-huh. and two have done it four times. <laughs> okay. And so at this moment, because this is, you know, uh, Anne finished this up last night and she sent the, the document to me and I looked it up. And so I want to say congratulations to both Jacqueline and Kimberly. Because yes! right now you are leading the pack with four. That is fantastic.
0: Jacqueline and Kimberly. Woo! Good Woo! job, you two.
1: So. Uh, for the rest of you, yeah. you've got some work to do to That's catch right. up. That's right. Um, so, Jacqueline correctly predicted Watergate enemies, Failsafe, and Meridian. Mm-hmm. Kimberly correctly predicted Ergo, Scorched Earth, The Fifth Man, and Wormhole Extreme. Yeah, hmm yep. So, uh, awesome on that. That's just... Thank you, and yeah, thank that's you just Anne. Awesome. That's fantastic, yes. um, and if I can figure out a way to appropriately get that in a place where all y'all can look at that, I might do that, but uh, you know we have a website,
0: my... <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so if it's a website that's all you, you're the webmaster,
0: oh, man, but can I like? But I've always wanted to kind of, once upon a time, I have a colleague who's no longer, his title is no longer Webmaster. It's something else. But for a while, his title was literally Webmaster. He had a business card with his name on it and a company oh, wow. logo. And underneath his name was Webmaster. Webmaster. Yes. Ah. Yeah.
1: Well, um, Well, you can navigate that as you wish. And I think that actually would be fun to put on the website.
0: I think so, too. So, I'll take a um, look at that.
1: And, and I, think it's, I think she did that in the Google Docs, so you should have access to that. Right on. Um, okay. And uh, we'll figure out something to do that. Cool. Um, with all of that, Brent, Yes. shall we dig into this episode, Descent? Yes, let's get into it. All right. We should do that. So the director for this episode is Peter DeLuise. Yep, we have heard his name many, many times. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is his first directing credit of the season, which makes sense because Martin Wood did the first two episodes, That's and right. if he did the first two episodes, this is the first chance that Peter could have done to direct <laughs> anything this season, and he Here took he is. it. <laughs> and he took there it. you go. <laughs> That's right. The teleplay for this episode is by Joseph Malazzi and Paul Mully. Uh-huh. Uh, This is, of course, their first writing credit this season Mm -hmm. of five. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have lots of guest actors, but I don't have to talk a whole lot about them because they're all, almost all, recurring characters. We Mm -hmm. have Carmen Argenziano as Jacob Carter slash Mm Selmack. Mostly Jacob in this episode. I don't know if we actually see Selmak per Uh, se. Nope, we don't Uh, see him
0: once. We hear about him once.
1: We hear about him. Uh, He's uh, fixing the problem with, you know, the broken shoulder and such. That's right. Uh, Colin Cunningham is returning as Major Paul Davis. Mm -hmm. Um, Gary Chalk is not in this episode. He is not in this episode. He's
0: referenced. He's referenced in this episode. He is referenced. That's right.
1: Um, But yeah, he is uh, not in this episode. That was uh, Remnant and Artifact from last week. That's right. But Gary Jones is in this episode as Walter Herrmann, although his uh, uh, uniform actually still says Norman Davis.
0: You're kidding me.
1: It's because at this point in time. So, so he, (laughs) in the show, he has been referred to as Walter. We haven't actually heard his last name here in it yet. Uh, His uniform is generally saying Sergeant Davis or Sergeant Norman Davis. And in the script, he is only uh, referenced as technician.
0: Yeah. So when does he get a last name?
1: You know, I honestly, I can't remember. Uh, it does happen at some point and in time. Pretty critically. It'll come.
0: Like we're so here so <laughs> Okay, I've got a I've got a bone to grind grind? Bone to pick? pick Think to forget. Whatever. Uh I've got a toothpick here. Um there is so we are over halfway through SG1. Yes. And he has been Sergeant Davis, effectively, this whole time. Yes. There's an Active question as to whether or not he goes by Walter for nickname or middle name purposes. But so far, the canon is his name is Sergeant Norman Davis. Yes. How does it get changed in canon to Sergeant <laughs> Walter Harriman?
1: <laughs> well, so the name Walter came in uh, yeah, yeah. 2010. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and I think Trump. that was as much an ad lib on the part uh, of Richard Dean Anderson as anybody else. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, to create that. Um, and there has <laughs> not Wallflower. once has he been... Um,
0: Oh, Oh, boy. Oh, boy. (laughs) Yes, sir. (laughs) Uh, So,
1: uh, you know, not once has anybody actually... Spoken his name in right. the show, other than that. Yes. That's the only time his name has been said. So the only time we know that it says Norman Davis is when you look at his nameplate on his
0: uniform. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Unless he's like running around in somebody else's uniform. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's Sergeant Harriman for you. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so uh, we'll just have to keep paying attention to that. Uh, eventually, it will be established. Uh, I know definitively that yeah. when we get into the ninth and tenth season yeah. it is well established and canonized yes. that it's Walter Harriman um I and I'm confident don't know when it actually hits for sure definitively
0: I'm confident that there is retcon out there as to why but I'm also anticipating the opportunity for me to create my own retcon as to why when we get there so
1: I looking forward to approve 100 percent. I think what ends up happening is he has a personal crisis yeah. in his life, mm-hmm. and the only way to navigate that is to completely change his name.
0: Yes, that's... Yes. Go, oh, dang it. Yeah. Now I'll just cut to the chase. If you skip yourself up to about 25 and a half minutes, that's when we switch out Zach's mic. Yeah. Sorry, folks. Yeah. Shoot. Or... Or he is a part of the witness protection program. However, weirdly, they don't do that good of a job. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's a new name. And since you're already working, (laughs) since you're already working in Cheyenne Mountain anyway, nobody's going to find you. So you're welcome to Earth, Sergeant Walter Harriman. All
1: right. So next on the list is John Shaw. Mm-hmm. John plays Dr. Friesen. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the first and last time we will <laughs> see John Shaw as Dr. Yeah. Friesen. Um, but, uh, so he's was born in 1970 in Calgary. Uh, he's an actor and producer. He's known for Watchmen, The Core, and If I Stay. Mm-hmm. Those are relatively recent titles-ish. Uh, he's been in pretty much every Vancouver TV show as an extra.
0: Uh, he uh, looked extremely he, this, familiar.
1: Yeah. Um, if if you've seen anything from Vancouver, yeah. you've probably seen him. Right. Uh, in that. Uh, his first IMDb credit came in 1993 when he played the role of Bill Curtis in the TV movie Family of Strangers. Uh-huh. Okay. I have no idea what that movie is about, but Neither there it is. Yep, there it is. Um, so that's it. We have Gerald Wong, Brett Chan, and John Meany playing the three Anubis Ninja Warriors. Yeah. So good on you there.
0: Yes. Uh, And
1: then, of course, we have Peter Deloise, who plays Mm -hmm. Lieutenant Dagwood. (laughs) Yeah. So.
0: Yep. Um. Uh, it's there worth noting here. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: Dagwood is actually Peter DeLuise's character name from Stargate, uh, from Sequest DSV. Ah, okay. Um, and so that was uh, a little,
0: uh, little hat you know, fun tip, little
1: yeah, uh, look back to that. So there you go. He's on a, you know, of course, you know, it makes sense. Lieutenant Dagwood from Seagull DSV is on a submarine. Yeah. Here he is. There you go. There you go.
0: Come on. There you go.
1: Yep. So um, the original air date for Descent was June 21, 2002. Number one on the charts is, you guessed it, Foolish by Ashanti. Really? The last time we have had a song this long as number one, I think, was when we had... um, uh, the the song from Titanic. Uh,
0: oh that right, on there for forever. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, the Beyond uh, song. So, yeah. Yes, my heart will go on. Yep.
1: Yep. Oh yes, there it is. I'm like that song. What's the name of it? You've
0: my it. heart will go on and on. Oh, I'm bringing it back, man. Bringing it back. Oh, oh you didn't have to. I'm bringing it back and singing it flat. <clears throat> that's okay. that's that's my well, style. Uh,
1: so, in the UK, they were listening to a different song. They were listening to a song called A Little Less Conversation by Elvis versus JXL.
0: Uh-huh. I think I know... Well, I mean, I certainly know A Little Less Conversation by Elvis Presley. A yes. little less conversation, a little more action. Oh. Uh-huh. And I have no
1: idea how they mashed these two
0: together. And that, the mashup, I think I... Did they use it for, like, a car commercial recently? I, I don't know.
1: I don't know. <laughs> In any case, uh, we should really have a little less conversation about this and we should move on.
0: come on. This isn't a this is not a part. this is not a podcast about Stargate.
1: Well, in theory it is a Stargate podcast. Yeah. Um uh, But Stargate, Stargate, Stargate. we walk through the Stargate That's right. into brand new worlds, and this could be the world. And in this world that yeah. we have just experienced, yes. we walk through, we realize that the number one on the charts is minority report oh, yeah. which is a mind-bending type of movie just... number two is lilo and stitch and you know when your oh, mind yeah. is bent you find out that you have aliens as best friends Ah, uh, yeah uh and then you realize that scooby-doo which is number three actually really is an alien because he's a great dane looking creature that yeah. actually can watch yeah, yeah. great dane's as smart as they may be, can't talk. No. And so clearly, Scooby Doo is an alien. He's probably related to Lilo or Stitch, whichever one of those is the alien. Uh-huh. I have no idea. <laughs> now, when they're aliens, you definitely need a secret agent. And so, born identity, you call on Jason Bourne, uh-huh. who come in and deal with the issues of secret agency stuff. Uh-huh. And that's number four. yep And all of this is a sum of all my fears. Oh,
0: okay. I uh, no, have uh, an not alien, really. alien dog uh, come and visit your house uh, after a mind-bending Minority Report.
1: You know, if that happened, I would certainly be afraid. Yes.
0: And you'd have to sum yes. them up, and then I would
1: have to sum up all of those fears, and then you'd have this movie, so that I could, you know, <laughs> put the yes, absolutely.
0: <laughs> nice. Well done. Okay. All well right. done. Now.
1: So I said that this episode airs on June 21st. Mm-hmm. What was happening around this time? Well, not a whole crazy ton of lot of stuff. Uh, on the 16th, five days before this episode aired, the U.S. Men's Golf Tournament, uh, U.S. Open Men's Golf Tournament was going on. Uh, Tiger Woods wins his second Open title, mm-hmm. three shots ahead of Phil Mickelson. 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 It's fine.
0: Whatever. I got your back. I am not a golf. Doesn't matter.
1: Nope. On June 21st, mm-hmm. the day this episode airs, Lennox Lewis retains his boxing weight, boxing WC, WBC, I can't read my own writing, yeah, it's WBC going. World Heavyweight Crown with an eight-round knockout over Mike Tyson. There you go. There you go. Oink. And he fell over. Bonk. Johnny. On June 22nd, there's an earthquake in western Iran, measuring a 6.5 on the Richter scale, and that kills more than 261 people. June 24th, the, the Igandu train disaster in Tanzania uh, kills 281 people. Uh, this is the, the worst,
0: worst train worst accident in African history. Yeah, uh, for a train, that's a lot. Of, that's a lot of folks. Alright, so we're gonna to move to trivia for this episode. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Um, first trivia I have to do is Lieutenant Dagman, I mentioned that before. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so in this episode there's a scene where Jacob is sitting there and Major Davis kind of like gets up on the space like, mm-hmm. like there's a look of surprised annoyment annoyance on Jacob's face mm-hmm. because uh he was not expecting uh, Colin Cunningham to grab him that hard and in that way. But he held on to character and he didn't, you know, explode with that. And so that was the cut that made. The final. Uh-huh. Cut. Yep. The scene that made the final cut. Yep. So, Here you go.
0: <laughs> and I think that might tell us a bit about the working relationship between Carmen, Carmen Argenziano and Colin Cunningham. Because if you grabbed me by the shoulder by surprise, I probably wouldn't look at you with daggers. (laughs) (laughs) Now, there on this Hatai vessel,
1: the dual interior of the ship is the same Uh set that we saw back in Wormhole Stream as they are currently Uh building. Ah, okay. And they've used those hallways for several different things. Um, As a matter of fact, they have just three hallways there. Mm -hmm. And they're basically in a triangle Mm -hmm. pattern. Mm -hmm. And so in order to to, um, try to trying uh, to make the whole ship look a lot bigger than that. They just shoot it from every different yeah. possible angle yeah. that you can do. And of course, uh, they'll shoot
0: two characters this way looking down the
1: hall, and then when they flip with the other two characters on the other side they're talking, they're actually shooting down this jet set hall. It just looks like it's a completely different one because, you know.
0: I mean, in hindsight being 20, twenty twenty, now that I know that fact, I'm like immediately going, oh my gosh, yeah, I can totally in my mind's eye, remember those scenes and be like, oh gosh, of course it was the same hallway over and over again. Um, But, you know, uh, a credit to the story, and we'll get there, um, I wasn't there for the hallway shots. Right? (laughs) Like, (laughs) <laughs> I was paying attention to the story, like fine, fine. It's the same hallway. Whatever, I don't care. You know, let's let's keep the story going.
1: <laughs> I don't know if you noticed this episode has a slight as title sequence. Oh I noticed. Episode, first I, first episode, first I sure did notice. Uh so you know, in the uh, first, so first two, two episodes, episode two on two, one and two uh, uh, the title uh, sequence, uh, the uh, sequence, sequence had just sort of had just generic pictures, generic of, pictures, pictures of the Stargate, of the stargate around. And that was the end of it. Yep. this one brings this one actual footage
0: of our character Yes. Yes. Uh, you still keep, uh, you still a, lot keep that, a lot of that uh, moving, star-banging footage and, star and footage and But such. it adds that little bit of The zhuzh. Yes. Yeah. Nope. It's good. Nope. I liked it. Cool,
1: cool. Um, cool, cool. um. Now, uh, now in, this this episode, in this episode, there's a scene where the hallways are always water flowing, mm-hmm. uh, and those uh, single shot ends and shooters only the pool. And they had a giant. They had a giant. Says they, that used, they used, used hydraulic, used hydraulic used lower, in, lower in, yeah, lower to, in to, in to water, yep. the water to make it look like the like water was rising. Um. Also, also, at the very end, they very take that last breath, and the water, the water would be filled. Yep. That's um, that's like actually actually energy, which in the water in the doing that. Doom, if they do- had if they had escaped they could escape out of it, out of it, out it, on it, on yep. it but up, it would have been would have it wouldn't have been a would have been a shot to get up shot. So all of that all of had some danger danger but uh but uh there you have I think it's great. I think that's a great way of doing that a Um and
0: oh, I also I also later on that later on.
1: That episode, later on the episode, Jonas 20, Jonas was yes. apparently, apparently, apparently nemo- hold hold his breath seemingly long sanguine period on time. It, time. It, it
0: was evident. It was evident as that shot was progressing, and it wasn't a continuous shot, and it wasn't it was long, but it wasn't like that long. But there was just a way in which he was moving about the water, which uh-huh, just had uh-huh. all there was a part where I was like, is he like you know, is the camera person who's undoubtedly in a scuba uniform or uniform Absolutely. scuba Absolutely. outfit. Like, are they passing the breather back and forth type of a thing? But like, he just had this like calm demeanor about him that I'm like, oh, that 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 guy is very comfortable in this situation right now.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> in the uh, in, in the 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 commentary, commentary, uh, no, he he he's talking, so he's like, talking so 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 like this. So he's, I'm sitting so in his chair, I'm white chair, I'm chair. Yeah. Holding his breath, holding his breath, watching, watching, and I'm doing and you know, and you know, Peter Del is like, Peter Del Vez is like, so yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's fantastic.
1: Apparently, this episode marks the first appearance of the U.S. Air Force patch on the SGC uniforms. Oh, uh, I didn't. I tried to look for it, but I didn't notice it specifically. But huh. there it okay. is. Yeah. Um, and finally, the last little bit of trivia here. Uh, There is a scene, the scene when Jonas and Teal'c are in the car, they're in the SUV or whatever vehicle it is, Mm -hmm. and they're driving to where they'll go to get onto the sub and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. If you look very, very carefully, you will notice that Teal'c's Jaffa mark is actually mirrored on his head. Hmm. And that is because um, when they were filming that, they had to film both Teal'c and Jonas' on the same side of the car Uh oh, because they didn't want to move all of the lights and camera and all of that stuff. (laughs) And (laughs) normally you can't do that because somebody has, you know, this, that, or the other thing, a hairline or whatnot. Yeah. But for Teal'c in this situation, they were able to uh, flip the, the, the recording over, you know, mirror image. So it looked like they were sitting next to each other, talking to each other.
0: Oh, Uh, interesting. But
1: uh, it, it's, I looked really carefully and yes, you can tell, but, uh, you know, basically it's just the only thing that, that's different really is that the, the, the head of the serpent, is, you know, it's just a little bit thicker there than it is at the tail, uh-huh. you know, and, and so that little is just on one side instead of the other side. But, you know, you have to really look hard to find that. You but know, cool. this is
0: now this is the moment in the show where I realize that the symbol on Teal's head is a snake. Oh,
1: really? <laughs> <laughs> it's Apophis. <laughs> the I serpent
0: mean, yeah <laughs> like I, I i just didn't i just didn't care enough as in like yeah that's the that's the that's the raw symbol and or not raw that's the apophis symbol and then that this is the team this is team um this is team U, and that over there is <laughs> is uh team ball and here we got team anubis right they yep. got the patriots logo on their forehead
1: yep there you go yeah um okay we do have a few quotes yes here's a quote from brad wright um actor colin cunningham major davis reported via his official website uh that dissent originally included a scientist named nolan mm-hmm. but he suggested to Deloise that it would be a good role for major davis and he subsequently convinced ex- executive producer brad wright that he should have the part and so here's brad's Quote, mm-hmm. this is the first actor I know that has ever suggested himself and turned out to be right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Implying that it happens all the time, uh, but they well, are right. I quite certain yeah.
1: actors are like, yeah, it could totally be that. That should totally be yeah. me.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, and here's another quote from uh, Joseph Malazzi. One sequence had Carter and O'Neill trapped in a chamber that was slowly filling with water. We achieved this by actually doing the opposite. We lowered the specially designed set into a pool, giving the impression that the water was actually rising. We shot at Vancouver's Olympic pool, and it was a tough day. Rick and Amanda were very wet and very cold and had to support wetsuits underneath their clothing to keep warm. Mm -hmm. Um, So, there you have it. This episode... When you look at it in other languages,
0: oh yeah, okay,
1: is all over the place. Yeah, in the United States we call it descent. Yes, the Spanish also call it descent. Okay, the French call it reunion. Italian is countdown. The Czech call it crash. Okay. Okay. The Hungarians call it dive. dive and the okay. Germans call it emergency landing. Okay.
0: <laughs> it's all over the place. It is all over the place. How interesting. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right.
1: Shall we dig into the synopsis for this episode?
0: Yeah. Let's get into this. All
1: right. Let's do it. All right. Previously on Stargate SG 1, Anubis is bad. Don't stick giant metal spiky balls into the heads of sentient and sapient beings. Don't do it. Ah. He did it. now. He did it, and now he can read Thor's mind by downloading his mind <laughs> into the computer. Anubis the computer. has the secrets of the Asgard. Boo. Boo. Unless you're Anubis, in which case, yay. Boo. Boo. Okay. But SG-1 manages to save Thor and remove the metal spiky ball from his head, but unfortunately Thor remains in a coma after the ordeal. And now... Stargate SG-1. We have the whole crew, SG-1, Jacob Carter, Major Davis, and the requisite red shirt scientist named Dr. Friesen <laughs> flying through the solar system in a Teltech toward a hot vessel that has parked itself in orbit around Earth. Jonas is giddy. You know, it's his first time in space. Uh, as they get closer to the ship, Carter identifies it as the same ship Anubis was on. Uh, the Carter identifies it as the same ship Anubis was on when he captured Thor. Their scans show the ship to be unmanned. Strange that a ship would fly by itself into Earth orbit and just park itself. Well, it's time to ring aboard and check out the cool new ship in orbit. Teal'c and Jonas remained behind in the Teltech much to Do- Jonas's dismay. He wanted desperately to see the new ship and to prove his worth to the team. On the ship, they head to the Peltech, and they hear strange crackling sounds coming from the intercoms. Meanwhile, Tilk contacts the general and informs him of the current situation. On the Peltech, they learn more, but even this leads to more questions. The ship was set on auto-destruct, and the escape pods have all been launched. But the auto-destruct has been suspended midway through for some reason, we don't know why. Davis and Carter head to the computer core to check it out and to turn off the auto-destruct. No one wants their shiny new salvageable hot talk to go boom when they're still on it. No one. But when they get to the computer core, the doors are sealed and they can't get them open. Oh no. Dr. Friesen Friesen and O'Neill set out to do some exploring around the ship. As they are returning to the Peltac, Dr. Friesen reveals that he wants to go see the shield generators because they'd be cool. And then O'Neal gets word that Carter and Davis need him to blow open a door with some C4. O'Neal goes on his way. Friesen continues to the Peltac at least until O'Neill is out of sight. And then he turns around and heads to the shields. Oh, you rebel, Dr. Friesen. You rebel. ha <laughs> ha. Alas, your rebelliousness is not going to turn out well, for when the good doctor arrives at the shield generator, he discovers that they are not, in fact, alone on the ship. The ship is, in fact, infested with ninjas. Jafas, ninjas. ninjas. Goodbye, Dr. Friesen. It was nice while it lasted. ha 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 ha. On the Teltech, Jonas and Tilk have a talk. Jonas has heard the rumor that he's only on SG-1 because Jack didn't want a Russian on the team. Tilk says don't listen to rumors. Jonas just wants to be a worthy member of the team. Oh, and he eats a banana. O'Neal meets up with Carter and Davis, slaps some C4 on the offending door that won't open. They all step around the corner, and with the press of a button and a large kaboom, the door is passable. It's not going to stop anyone from getting into the computer core anymore, but we're not worried about that right now, are we? Of course not. Upon examining the core, Carter begins to wonder whether Thor may be responsible for bringing the ship to Earth. Kind of a gift from the Supreme Commander of the Asgard fleet. O'Neill tries to contact the team, but Friesen doesn't answer. Jack has an idea as to where he is and heads off only to discover the scientist dead. Unfortunately, the revelation occurs too late to warn Jacob, who is ambushed by the ninjas on the Peltec. They shoot him in the back. That isn't very nice of them. And he falls unconscious to the ground. Is Jacob dead too? Did they just kill a major secondary character? No. No, they didn't. (laughs) He'll be just fine in a few scenes. (laughs) But the ninja Jaffa... Set the ship to crash into the earth.
0: When the team
1: arrive in the Peltac, they discover an injured Jacob, but no sign of the ninjas. They do, however, discover that the ship is going to crash into the ocean, and they can't stop it. Time to go! Unfortunately, the ninjas go to the rings first and transport over to the Teltac, surprising the pants off of Jonas. Tilk rushes in and quickly dispatches the bad guys. When the smoke clears, Jonas runs in with his Zat gun ready to help. Only to see that Tilk already did everything. Jonas begins to wonder whether he'll ever be able to atone for his inaction on his planet that led directly to the death of Daniel Jackson. And now, the ring transports, ring transport controllers on the Teltec have been damaged. And no longer can they be used to transport the team from the hot well looks like they're going to go for a swim in the depths of the ocean have fun back at stargate command and jonas arrive hammond fills them in on the situation a rescue sub is being prepped as they speak and the two aliens request to join the rescue team and hammond agrees on the way to the sub, Jonas continues to be dismayed by his inability to feel like part of the team and to effectively participate, and Teal gives him a Jaffa pep talk. On the submerged Hatak, Jacob talks with O'Neill about the situation. Carter and Davis reveal that there is structural damage in the Hatak. That sounds really bad, and you know what? It is. It is very bad. Carter and O'Neill head to the computer core, but they are cut off when they realize the corridor ahead of them is flooding. Worse still, the ship automatically closes the section off as it too begins to fill with frigid water from the ocean depths. Jacob attempts to override the system, but he can't do it. Panic begins setting in. Sam and Jack have very little time left, and now they have no time left. Their compartment is completely filled. They're drowning. Jacob says he's sorry he couldn't save his daughter, when suddenly the computer deletes the protocols preventing Jacob from saving the team, and so he opens the door, and the water rushes out, and Jack and Sam are saved. They're soaking wet. They're cold. They're coughing, but they are saved. Hooray! Meanwhile, Jonas and Teal have arrived in the rescue sub. The whole team meet up on the Peltec. It turns out that the crackling sound really is Thor's voice, not just uh, not just Thor's voice, but like Thor's voice, his his personality, himself. It's Thor. They surmise <laughs> that Thor's downloaded mind may actually be intact within the ship's computer. Maybe they could save the Supreme Commander. Woo! Woo-hoo! The ship is no longer salvageable unfortunately so the plan now is to get thor's mind and get out there's just one small problem thor's mind is the only thing keeping the auto destruct from resuming jack sends jonas with jacob and davis back to the sub while the rest of sg1 goes to the computer core to collect thor's consciousness they collect thor and begin their way back to the escape but are once again cut off by flooding corridors. They have only one option, escape via death glider. Unfortunately, the force field that will keep the glider bay pressurized won't turn on and Carter doesn't have access to the right system. Oh, no. But Jonas realizes he can sell, He can help. He sends Jacob and Davis to the sub, and it takes off, getting to a minimum safe distance. Jonas, however, heads to another junction on his level. He swims through the flooded room, and he's able to move the acrylic coasters around in order to turn the shields <laughs> on. Success! He then swims to a ring platform and rings over to the level with the glider bay. Soaking wet, he rushes after his teammates and meets up with them. All four of SG-1 members climb into the couple of Death Gliders and they blast out of the Hot Hock and into the sky. The Hot Hock blows up! But everyone is okay. And with a giddy smile on his face, Jonas enjoys his first time in a Death Glider. The end. The end. So, Brent.
0: Yeah? Descent. Uh Uh-huh. What'd you think? Uh... (laughs) I got to tell you, I, I liked this one, but the reason why I liked it was because it was pretty not convoluted. It wasn't that well. Okay. All right. Getting, getting the mind of Thor as, as cheesy as this is getting Thor's mind out of the computer and into the possession of our heroes is important. To the grand narrative, um, I'm glad that this has ha- this has happened. The story only kind of turned into get Thor's mind out of the computer at the very tail end. The story was for <laughs> a bigger part of it, <laughs> keep Sam and Jack from drowning, um, and for a larger part, yet uh, you know why is this hat- or yeah, Hattak right? No, yeah, what's hatak, the big one? Yes. Yeah, uh, why is this Hatak here? Um it was very self-contained television. It was uh it was there was definitely a reset to basically zero with the exception of that we got Thor, because the Hatak is no longer available for us to do anything with. Um and of course it explodes on the ocean floor just off the coast of Alaska. Um, right, like it's it it's great. It's it's kind of cheesy but whatever it's it's it wasn't meant to really like be an impactful like life changing event in that regard um so i found myself like watching the story and enjoying uh enjoying the 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 development of the story and enjoying the actors doing their thing i was enjoying some of the special effects that they were working with um I really liked the special effect of when Jonas got ringed out of the flooded, uh, you know, the flooded room where the water goes pollution everywhere. Mm -hmm,
1: mm -hmm.
0: Um, I liked how they were, uh, manipulating the sort of the, the shooting situation when it was flooding the hallways. Like I, you know, I, I knew what they were doing. They were doing something with lowering the set into water. Um, but it was fun. Uh, it was fun to watch the actors actually like, you know, engage with that, uh, Environmental challenge um, hmm. and do a good job with it. Uh, it was fun watching them sort of work through the problem, um, rationalize why this might be or that might be. At one point, um, I thought that the story was going to go into that this was yet another dastardly way that Anubis was going to destroy the earth. Um, it was mentioned. Like, maybe this is a Trojan horse, and they're all like, well, obviously, it screwed up. And I was like, well, but you don't have to have the Trojan horse be full of people. You can have the Trojan horse be full of something that is true, very bad (laughs) to life on Earth. Um, You know, there's lots of different ways that this could go.
1: It wouldn't be hard to put an especially large Nakoda bomb in there and crash it into the planet.
0: Or even, yes, or another way, it wouldn't be especially hard to, like, have the entire environment just full to the brim with a completely terrible deadly virulent uh, virus and we could have Ah. had a 45 minute episode where nobody knew that they were infected and they're all just you know y'all are dead and you don't know it and this thing's gonna go to earth and spread it around right like there's all sorts of ways that we could have this maybe that is
1: actually going to happen (gasps) Zach
0: don't say these words so um (laughs) So, uh, (laughs) so I liked it. I got to the end of it and I was like, that was a fun time. That was a fun time. I enjoyed it. Was there parts about it that were a little bit, a little bit cheesy? Yeah. Were there parts about it that were like not the most like impactful things that could happen in 40 minutes of television? Of course. But was it a fun ride? Yeah, it was a fun ride. I had a good time with this one. And I don't know if I have a lot to say, maybe as we're talking and we'll have something to say about it. But for now, it's like, yeah, I had a great time. What'd you think?
1: Yeah, it's a good episode. Um, I, I find the It's like this is not the first Hatak vessel that they have captured.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and it's kind of become a trope, and they mention it in this episode, you know, the next time we capture a Hatak yeah. vessel, next let's one. <laughs> let, let's not you know, like they they're like, let's get this oh look at that, I got a shiny new ship and then it gets blowed up. Yeah. Um and they're recognizing that there's there's this uh irony to it. Yep. Um and so you've got that that uh, layer of tongue and cheekness from the the writers and producers and and and, showrunners and such that uh uh we're going to give them a shiny new ship and then blow it up before they have a chance to use it. Yep. That's right. Um uh so uh I I just I appreciate that kind of uh you know a little bit of humor that goes with that. Mhm. Um you know this is uh this is still kind of uh an episode where you know it's exciting because we get to hear about Anubis being bad, yeah, um we hear about Anubis's plans from before. we also see that even Anubis's plans can have unforeseen consequences yes mm-hmm um which is nice to see that's good to see uh especially when those unforeseen consequences actually benefit us potentially mm-hmm so yay, on that um. You know, we get to save Thor, which is awesome because who doesn't want the supreme commander of the Asgard fleet in your debt? I yes. Mean, you know, that's a good thing, right? I
0: mean, yep. you know, mostly. Yep. Uh, it, well, we'll so, see, you know, but sounds like we'll a good see. thing right now. It
1: sounds like a good thing right now. Um, But also, this is an episode about how do you get... So, like, if Redemption Part 1 and 2 was the story, among other things, of getting Jonas Quinn onto the team... This is the episode where they work to try to uh, get him, get Jack more comfortable with him, Mm -hmm. right? Because I think it's in, uh, you know, Jack in the previous episode clearly and before did not really like Jonas Quinn. Uh, He doesn't trust him very much. He doesn't necessarily believe that he has a whole lot to uh, offer to the team, and yet there's something to him. Also, he's better than a Russian. So that whole thing is, is a hundred percent true. He's uh-huh. on the team because Jack didn't want the Russians on y- yes. the team. Yes. Um, you know, so you got all of that going. Um, and yet within the midst of that, you have this episode of Jonas trying to, uh, get into the system and, and be part of, actually part of the team, not just on the team. Um, and, uh, Eventually, it appears that, that he's like, oh, here is something that I can do. I have memorized these schematics. I know where that is. I can get to that spot. I can make the adjustments needed, um, which is really impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Move this nondescript clear acrylic <laughs> piece from here to there, and move that one from there <laughs> <Underwater>. to there. <laughs> yeah. And then hit the button uh, here and here, and then everything works wonderfully. So have a the snack,
0: fact that, take a break you know, underwater. <laughs> absolutely. You know,
1: have smoke <laughs> underwater. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't smoke, kids. Smoking don't smoke is bad.
0: I mean you could try it underwater. That's probably the best yeah, place sure, to try sure. it.
1: Sure. If, if you're gonna smoke a cigarette, do it underwater. Do it underwater. Yeah. Um uh so you know, you got that. Uh and it all plays well. Um this is this really doesn't feel to me like it's an episode about any one specific thing. Yeah. Uh it's an episode that is uh about just life, you know, yeah. I mean, just, just the yeah. experiences of the team. Um you know, if it were about the hatak then the, the ninjas would have played a more significant role, but they show up, they kill a guy, they
0: shoot another guy, and then they die. <laughs> and then they die. I was actually right? a little surprised at how fast they were dispatched. Like, I, I that surprised me a little bit.
1: Yeah, um, you know, it. Um, and then, you know, it, it's Ooh. not about the crash into the water because, you know, like, oh, we're going down and the next time we see them, they're underwater settled already on the, 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 the floor. Wait, of a the minute,
0: ocean. wait a minute, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Bringing it back to the ninjas. Yes. They were shot once with a Zat gun. Yes. Presumably, they were then con- constrained and confined somehow. Presumably. But now Earth has three Jaffa of Anubis. Yes. <laughs> Okay, thing number one, they just went zipping right over the top of that in the episode to the point that I'm now just now being like, wait a minute, that, that's got to be, that that's going to have to matter, isn't it? I mean, maybe it doesn't have to matter. Maybe it really was, look, Space Ninjas, woo! And then that's the last we see of them. <coughs> but uh, at least on the face of it, uh, that seems kind of significant to me. We'll see. I guess we'll see. And this is the point, dear listener. (laughs) <laughs> Where you
1: realize that I can't actually say anything to Brent about this topic because it may or may not be true. It may be, in fact, that there's something significant about those ninjas. Or it may be that those ninjas mean absolutely nothing. But I can't say you know. And so we'll just
0: have a nice little <laughs> wink, wink, and a nod as Brent just sits here and ponders the possibilities. <laughs> Y'all are jerks, you know that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brent. Do you want me to tell you what happens no, to No, of course not. Not. Oh, okay. no, I got a bad feeling I'm never gonna see them again, but it would be nice if they actually like go, you know what, we captured three draw <laughs> <Jaffa> of Anubises <laughs> back here. <laughs> it should matter at some point. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, <sighs> you know, so the this getting you know, this episode also is not specifically an episode about Jonas. Yeah. Or, or about how Jonas gets on the team or, or becomes part of the team, but there's also elements of that that's part of this that's significant. Oh yeah, right. Um, you know, so there are all of these things that happen, um, but the the episode itself, I don't know. I guess if there was one thing this episode was about, it would probably be Jonas trying to become an actual part of the team, not just on the team. But even that doesn't quite. Fit in. That's not quite like the thrust of the whole story. It's just kind of uh, plopped in there at different spots along the way, uh, um, you know. So it's just an interesting story that just kind of like let me take a day in the life of Stargate yeah. SG One, and here it is.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I think that that's an okay it's read on Wednesday. this Wednesday. Yeah, it's it's so like this happens to be maybe one of the more exciting days, um, but this episode. I don't know, man. I think that's right on the head. It feel this one feels much more fun if what it was is, is just a slice of life episode, and not in the like lower deck slice of life way. Right. But um, but the like yeah, like here's here's a here's a here's an adventure day, right? Here here's a day where a thing happened, and instead of trying to drive the story forward, even though it does, it clearly does. You know, getting Thor out matters. Um. It, it, and it's not even that getting Thor out was secondary; it just, it just happened because it was the right thing to do because that was the opportunity that presented itself because yeah. because of these this 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 turn of events. Um, right, and it, they didn't it was, walk into
1: this thing knowing that this was Thor's Hatak ship. Yeah, uh, it just happened to be like, oh, hey guys, I think this is that ship, and they're like, well, let's. Oh my goodness,
0: look, yeah, maybe <laughs> this is Thor. And it really does feel a little like this. the 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 seed of this idea was asking the question: Well, you know, what would have happened if Thor's mind was more integrated into the ship than what people were imagining? If that that, that Numis was imagining, what would Thor do if he were trapped inside a Hatak? Well, yeah. he would do blah blah blah, and that would result in the you know everybody being like, "I can't live here anymore. Let's get out of here." And then he would presumably like move the ship along over to Earth, because why not? Well, I, well, okay. Or he could have moved, well, no, I guess moving it over to uh, as the Asgard planet. Do we have a name for the Uh, Asgard
1: planet? I don't know.
0: Okay, moving it over to the Asgard planet means going over to a different galaxy, right? So that might take a little longer. So go over to Earth. Yeah, I mean, that's very sensible, and as a result it makes the story, at least in our little Stargate universe, like Completely plausible. Yeah. And here we are. So what would happen if a hatak that was abandoned because Thor was there suddenly arrived in orbit? Well, it would, you know, the the, the SG-1 team would be mobilized and they would do it this, blah, 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 blah. And then you have a little adventure in there, like, because you can't have it be that simple, which is fine. And at the end, you are in a situation where you have the hatak on the ocean floor, which creates a separate set of challenges, which is fun. Mm -hmm. You get through those challenges you tell an interesting story it was it was there was this story at that half of the last third of the episode was driven just as much by the spectacle of watching people ne- uh, endure <laughs> endure being submerged <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. than it was with anything else like i was enjoying watching uh colin nemec swim around <laughs> and be all like wow man he really Corrin. looks comfortable underwater right yeah corin nemec what did i say colin corin fine corin Colin uh, Cunningham. That's the other guy. Colin Cunningham and Corn, and Corn um, uh Exactly. Yes. You know what I'm saying though. right? Like, like <laughs> at that point, it's like the adventure of the moment is driving yeah. the story just as much as the story is. and Which is fine. Yeah. Like I said, it was a good time. By the time I got to the end of it, I'm like, alright, that was a fun episode. I liked it. Yeah.
1: Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything like special about the episode in terms of like uh, social issues or anything like that. And and I don't think there is anything. Mm. They're really not. they just just... Um,
0: I can't you know, think it's of just, anything.
1: It's just, it's just an episode that, that has the heroes doing stuff.
0: The heroes are doing stuff, and the outsider is slowly becoming the insider. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Thor is saved. I think that you could have told a much more story-driven, exciting episode if you changed a few things around for example, Thor is struggling to control the ship and it is limping into the solar system. And uh-huh. it's then, you know, then our heroes, you know, SGC discovers it, you know, on long range scans or whatever, we see that it's coming in. And then as we go out to investigate, that's when other Hatak's arrive in order to destroy it because clearly, like, it's one of those things you scuttle a ship so that your enemy doesn't get it. But right. then we have this, like, hero moment where Thor in the ship is able to somehow like do something control mastery blah maybe with the com the combined forces of thor our magnificent hero sam and our new hero jonas conspire to figure out how to get the weapons to blah 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 and the day is saved but the ship is destroyed or whatever i mean you can still have the same ending and have it be a bit more story driven a bit more like kind of yeah yeah that would definitely be a much more epic story yes um but this one was fine this was fine yeah, I had fun with it. I think that there was if the it, the biggest criticism that I would have with the story itself was that the treatment of the God in the machine, <laughs> like straight up, <laughs> was that <laughs> he was strangely capable in some ways and strangely incapable in other ways. Like sometimes the logic of that Thor can do this, but he can't do that seemed to be a little bit incongruous at times. But if I just let go right. of those reins and just be like, yeah, whatever, like, let's just let's just have a ride. It was fine. Yeah. It was good. I liked it.
1: So, yeah, that, that's 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 worth noting because uh his voice was garbled because it needed to be garbled so that they didn't learn it was Thor right away. Um yes. and he has the capacity to hear them and move the ship into orbit, but he before he had the possibility of talking to people um you know, via the you know, so why could he not have used the the, the communication systems to tell Earth that he was there? There's uh, that something was going on with the communication yep. systems, we don't really know for sure what it was. Um you know, he's able to pay attention to what's happening so that at the very last minute he can delete the appropriate subroutine to save mm-hmm. the 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 you know, but if he was paying attention to what was happening, why did he have to wait to the last minute to do that? Yep. Um you know, so there are some story reasons why these uh inconsistencies are there.
0: Oh yeah. Uh, I mean the but, story demands that blah 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 happens. So right. the power of plot is the thing that drives what is occurring here.
1: Right. And and you know, so when the when last we saw Thor connect to the the ship, uh, you know, he was able to thoroughly communicate with with uh Tealkin Jack. Mm-hmm. Um and this time I don't know maybe because his body isn't there there's a disconnect there we don't know for sure but uh, he's got some powers to control the ship and clearly not others yeah um so it's just it's it's a little weird when you start thinking and overthinking it but if you don't do that and you just follow the the fun story yeah then, I agree uh,
0: I'm and I'm fine with over not overthinking it I'm fine with being like yeah. Yeah. this happened because it had to happen and now now we've got thor in the equivalent of a ghoul-wooled server blade made out of <laughs> crystals yep. and we don't have a ta- we don't have an a ta- we do not have an atak vessel or a hatak vessel um, and that's becoming a bit of a meme anymore indeed uh, oh look a hatak boom
1: not an atak
0: jonas is starting to become a bit more of the team his, yep. his sunny optimism is starting to wear on folks. I found it a little <laughs> bit funny as I was watching this episode that the very character attribute that I was all like, yeah, you know, Jonas is kind of, he's, he's, he's got the positive jams. I like positive jams. I'm all about the positive jams. And in this episode, they like, you know, O'Neill's like, dude, you're positive jams, like tone it down. <laughs> It's too much positive jam up in here. Turn, turn the smile down
1: about three notches.
0: Yeah, yeah. And he, to help him turn it down, he literally flips him upside down in a, in a death glider. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, it's fun. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying watching this thing sort of progress. And it's, I don't know, I, I, this is a good time. I, I, can you really, I can't get to, <laughs> as is evident by my rating of Bane, I enjoy when I enjoy things. So I'm going yeah. to enjoy this.
1: Okay. So then that brings me to the question of how many chevrons will you give this episode? Yeah. Uh,
0: Good, but not great, right? Um, Certainly not. uh, This didn't feel quite as uh, worthy of an epically large rating as some other episodes. Um, And while I'm going to give it a six out of a seven, um, I think that a reasonable person could give it a five maybe even a four if they really wanted to get hung up on why Thor could do this, but not that. Um, and I wouldn't necessarily think that they were silly for, for thinking that, but I, by the end of it, I had a good time and that's my main criteria. So I'm going to give it six out of seven. Cool. How about you, Zach?
1: Uh, I am going to be one of those folks that gives it a five out of seven. Yeah. Um, you know, it's good, but not great. Um, it keeps me engaged in it. There's lots of stuff that, that I appreciate about it. Um, it's not a super-duper exciting episode in the grand scheme of things, mm-hmm. but I like uh, the, the tension that it brings uh, is is good. Uh, that, that moment when Carmen Argenziano, as Jacob Carter, says, I can't do it. I'm sorry, Sam. Oh, yeah, mean, that's that. yeah, that's the idea. Holy smokes, that mm-hmm. just tears you apart. He did a yep. great job with that. Uh, and that's not an easy line to, to deliver. Yeah. Uh, so there's a yeah. lot of really good beats with this. Um, the conversations between Teal and Jonas are really good. Um, but I'm not going to give it quite that, that six. Uh, so I'm going to give it a five.
0: Yep. Perfectly reasonable. <sighs> okay. We, we have, have yeah predictions. We, we do. And I've got one. Well, why don't you go first? Well, I get my a- stuff together. I was going to say, I got to get my stuff together. I got to go. I got to go to the, I got to go to the Twitters. Got to go over here to the Twitters. And uh, let's see here. We have at least one. Uh, We do have only one. Okay, great. Um, So the computer guy gave us a, gave us a prediction. Um, Hi, computer guy. I take it that your name is probably Kevin because it's in your username, but that might just be a misleading thing, right? Your name could be George, could be Paul, but the computer guy says, (laughs) Four out of seven for the old prospect, but four out of seven. Sorry. I think I'm very sorry. The long pauses is that the notifications just refreshed just now. And I'm like, wait, oh. did one just come in just now? And the answer is no, it just refreshed and it took forever. Um, okay. Four out of seven for the old prospector from last week's episode and five out of seven for uh, from Zach. This episode is okay, but it's nothing special. Uh, The computer guy would personally give it a four out of seven. So, uh, so he's thinking that we would, uh, you know, you he got you just right, and he thought that I was going to be a bit more grumpy. So,
1: well, apparently you you had a very tasty bagel today.
0: I certainly did, and it was at a risk. I was eating my bagel as we were getting set up at uh, at the very beginning, Zach.
1: Ah, well, Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. true. All right, cool. Well, we have several uh, from Facebook and a few emails, so we'll start with the Facebook ones. Okay, we start with Dan. Hi Dan. He says, Let's see if I can get my fourth first-time review.
0: <laughs> so I think Dan is a new guy. I don't know if you. He hey, uh, I don't know if I recognize Dan. Well, welcome, Dan. Welcome. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> see now, now, buddy. Here's the deal. Now I'm going to have to be saying "Welcome, Dan" every time I hear it.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Yep. You 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 are now
0: that guy. Yep. That's
1: awesome.
0: <laughs> well, thanks for listening, Dan. Yeah.
1: So, okay. In any case, uh, Dan says, this episode is fair, but not great. I really liked the different version of Jaffa's, uh, uh, the Jaffa dude, the yeah. Ninjaffas, he said The
0: Ninjaffas. Ooh, that's a good one. I like that. Ooh,
1: that is a good one. Uh, Jonas' self-doubt. He likes that. At least he finally earned O'Neill's confidence in him. Let's hope that's not misplaced with his alien conspiracy with Teal'c. Well, mm. yeah.
0: Yeah, involving bananas.
1: I never did like Friesen. Well, yeah, fair enough. He was, <laughs> he, he was a <laughs> red shirt character that was designed to die, so I got totally yeah, on with you there at the end.
0: We saw him for like three minutes. There's probably a lot more to his story.
1: Yeah, oh, you know, I'm sure. I'm sure there was. Good thing he wasn't a blatant and obvious trope and die expectantly uh disobeying Jack's orders. <laughs> oh wait, right. he that's exactly what he That's yeah. <laughs> what he did. Yep. Yep. Uh, I'd say we have another four episode. Again fair but not great. As yep. Brent said last week, we've seen better from our crew. I think both guys will agree. And if not, there's always next week.
0: There's always next week to be the first time.
1: Yep. The fifth right. first time.
0: Yeah.
1: So, well, that's fair. Um Yeah. I I was you know, I was trying to decide if I would to go as low as a four or a five um you know i I felt i was gonna go with a little bit of generosity and make it a five yeah you know but i could totally understand what you're saying oh yeah
0: i mean again my six has far more to do with me being like all right that was good it it, it's not a six based off of content it's a six based off of emotion it's an emotive six
1: you it's an emotive six yes That's got to be a meme out there somewhere, if it's not at least to become one.
0: (laughs) Gatewalkers, we need a meme, an Emotive Six meme. Emotive Six. All right, next one. (laughs) That's a good band name, the Emotive Six. Anyway, sorry, carry on. (laughs) Uh, Kimberly comes. Hi, Kimberly.
1: Kimberly, who has predicted four. Yes. Correct. Yes did not quite make it this time.
0: Oh, gotcha. Okay, all right. What she
1: did say? get me correct with a five. Uh-huh. But she also thought you would be just a little bit grumpier and give it a five as well.
0: Yeah. Nope. Feeling cheery nope. today.
1: Feeling cheery. She says, I think Brent will enjoy how the two aliens and SG-1 interact with each other. Mm-hmm. Meeting back up with Thor, voiced by Shanks, should yep. put Brent in a good mood. Fun episode.
0: Yeah. Pa- pause for a moment. I was remembering that, shanks voiced thor and i noted that the audio clip that we heard at the end was just the same audio clip of shanks voicing thor no new audio so i'm kind of wondering where we're gonna go with this one
1: we have uh like 19 more episodes this season to find out okay i think i I don't remember how many episodes are in this yeah but we got a lot we got several all right we've got sean hi sean Sean says, this is a six out of seven Chevrons episode mm-hmm. for him. Mm-hmm. This episode was fun with a little tension. Jonas had his first on-screen away mission with SG-1 and mm-hmm. gained the trust of the team. Mm-hmm. When they started hearing the noises on the mothership's uh, mothership, I really thought this was going to be a replicator episode, but I'm glad it mm-hmm. wasn't. I also like how there wasn't really a B story distracting uh, away from yeah, the main sure. event.
0: Uh-huh. That's yeah. a good point. This was just kind of, yeah, that's right. Huh. I wonder if that has a piece of the puzzle. Like, you know, like this is a kind of a ride. It's only this thing. It's like a slice of life. There's only one story. Like, you know, I wonder if that all kind of yeah. plays into it.
1: Yeah. There there are definitely elements, different elements in different uh, settings. Um, and some of them happening concurrently. Yes. But really, the, it was all one story in this day in the life of SG-1. Yeah. Uh, and going through this. Yep. Yeah. All right. Evan. Says, Hi, Evan. He says it's a 6 out of 7 chevrons for him as well. Yeah. I guess 6 out of 7 for you guys as well since it has been a while since I've seen the episode. Yeah. It's nice to see the old mothership get some water in it.
0: Uh-huh, Apparently,
1: uh-huh. it's super canon now that consciousness in the SG universe can be transferred to a computer and yes. understand the new body in which it's being placed. Yes, which should probably have some major philosophical implications. Yes, it's also nice to see Jonas be able to not just be Daniel 2.0 in this episode. Yeah, but by the end of the of by the end of season five, Daniel was a lot more jaded than when he started. That is true. Uh, that's true. Jonas is a lot more eager, and it's theoretically going to be nice to have someone who has a fresh perspective on the team.
0: Uh-huh, yep. Yeah, we went we went skating right over the, you know, implications of having a consciousness in, in a computer.
1: Now, in this particular situation, uh, given what we know about uh, Asgard reproduction... Uh, That is to say they don't reproduce, they just clone and they, they, you know, transfer consciousness and whatnot. Um, If you're going to transfer a consciousness from one clone to another clone, then that requires some sort of computer work, uh, even if it's just conduit uh, from one to the other. So the fact that uh, with this special device that uh, uh, Anubis creates that we can get something else, um, I buy it. It works. I didn't
0: really appreciate, though, that when Anubis had the spiky ball, that he was really overdoing it with the uh, with the fear factor, because we have also very clearly established that one can achieve the exact same result with a plastic computer keyboard from Dell.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. But here's the thing. Is that a plastic Dell keyboard does not invoke or evoke the same fear factor that a tiny well you know large small you know spiky metal ball does dude as you roll it in your hands and the spiky spike
0: out dude and it you know speak for yourself oh
1: you get just as frightened of a keyboard from dell oh (laughs) okay okay <laughs>
0: Apparently Dell is not going to be sponsoring us anytime no, soon. No, <laughs> I can't imagine that they're going to be happy about that. Um, yeah, no, I get what you're obviously. I get what you're saying. Yeah, like you know that, that little spiky ball thing was terrifying. I'm going to put this inside your brain, and then all of your thinky thoughts are going to be mine. <laughs>
1: Whoa. One billion dollars what <laughs> hmm, that's just 100 billion dollars <laughs> i don't want to get anybody yelling at me about missing that reference <sighs> sorry <laughs> all right uh we have an email from aunt Susie or susan <laughs>
0: uh, hi aunt Susie, susan susie
1: susie yep okay she says not much new here alien spacecraft another meteor crashes into the Pacific Ocean. Sound familiar? Acquire uh, alien technology, which they immediately lose control of and have yep. to destroy. Yep. Sound familiar? Yep. Another countdown clock. Sound yep. familiar? Yep. But wait, this is different. It's on pause for now. Uh, yeah. Uh, but there is some newish material. The continued rehabilitation of the Jonas character. We learned Jonas feels he should have acted heroic like Daniel did on Langara and how Teal did and how Teal did to save him from the Ninja Jaffa. The Ninja Jaffa. The Ninja Jaffa. So, of course, by the end of the episode, he does. He does say, woohoo. Yep. Among his growing superpowers, that boy can hold his breath. Yeah, no yes. kidding. The th- and Thor's consciousness has been saved, guaranteeing future voice work from Michael Shanks.
0: <laughs> or will it? Or will it?
1: <laughs> I give this episode a three. Maybe for the use of too many recycled plot points from ah, the past episodes. Okay. I guess Brent might give it a four because he's happy. Four uh, is yeah, saved, yes. but no higher because Tilk uses a Zat gun instead of a Super Soaker.
0: <laughs> hey, 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 we have established that if Tilk had used a Super Soaker on the Ninjafa and it worked, this would be an eight. Like, bam. Well, naturally. Like, right off the bat, it'd be like, Anubis' minions are defeated by water. Boom. You know, Done. They're,
1: they're, they are apparently related to the Wicked Witch of the West. That's right. Or East, melting, whichever one it is. <clears throat> Zack will give it a three, because he's bored by the idea of yet another <laughs> Countdown Clock episode.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, you are 100% right. Uh, this is a rehash of many other tropes we have seen before. Um, But isn't
0: that not a day in the life? Is not our life just a rehash of tropes?
1: It is remarkable how my Tuesday looks like Wednesday that looks like Uh Thursday, even that everything that you do in Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday is different than the other days. And yet they look remarkably the same. Yep. That is true.
0: Get out of bed. Run a comb across my head. Mm -hmm 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 -hmm. Sorry. Carry on. Shall we continue? Mm, Sure. Ooh. Okay, and Okay, is there yeah, okay, keep going. We have one more. Kay. From David.
1: Hi, David. Sigh. <laughs> this may be the end of my Chevron bias buffer jokes. I'm running out of funny things to say and I don't know that you, Zach, actually need the bias buffer anymore as the whole reason was to put a bunch of text at the beginning so you did not accidentally read it and get biased by my predictions. Lately, though, it just feels like I am sinking into darkness, trying to come up with a funny thing to write, like I'm almost drowning, just like SG-1 in the episode Descent.
0: (laughs) hey (laughs) oh Is that a cry for help? (laughs) Uh, So,
1: he says, he continues. Anyway, good episode. Ninja Jaffa, Jonas continues to prove his worth. And we have a backup copy of Thor and the cool scene of the Death Gliders bursting out of the ocean just That's before true. the ship self-destructs. That and the whole dramatic voice, lasting implications for the show and our
0: characters. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Still, though, it's not a great episode. Plot armor dictates that Sam and Jack will get rescued, and the forget their names, red shirts who accompanied them will die. Wait. I mean really guy we are meeting for the first time decides to go investigate something mysterious on his own. He's dead. He predicts Yeah. Five chevrons from Brent, he liked the ninja Jaffa. Yeah. But they did. did not do a lot apart for kill that guy and look menacing and then die for themselves. Yeah, that's true. That's, That's five and a half from Zach because wow. they found Thor's backup. Hooray! Hooray!
0: So uh, was that was that was that his prediction?
1: That's his prediction. Uh-huh. You had a five, and I had a five and a half.
0: Yeah, I also caught the reference to plot armor, and now I am suspicious because David was throwing that out as a false flag operation to get me to think that all the characters are going to be fine, and then Daniel Jackson died. You don't really think that David would pull the same
1: trick again, do you? Yes,
0: I absolutely think that David would pull the same trick again. <laughs> but his bias buffer is just a little bit different every
1: time. He wouldn't That's pull true. the same trick. He would mask no, he- the same plot points in a different Mm-hmm. No, what
0: he would do is that he would assume that I would assume that he would be leading me astray, thereby making it uh, possible that I wouldn't be led astray. But in fact, I am now thinking that his assumption of my not knowing or my assuming that he's trying to lead me astray is actually a, is is in itself a red herring, which makes me now doubt that he is. Now, you now now. So I can't possibly drink the cup from me, but I thought that you would put it in your goblin. So I can't possibly put the cup from you. You guessed wrong. That.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh. You only
1: think I guessed wrong. <laughs> Never mess with the Cecilia
0: when <laughs> death is on the line. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh. Okay. We we're, were learning along in the tooth, but I forgot about something that I wanted to bring up. I wanted to make, okay. a, I wanted to make a joke. And that was a different joke, and that was that when when we were watching, when I was watching the episode, and I heard uh, the scratchy voice over the intercom. I thought to myself, "Boy, that sounds an awful lot like the audio problems that we were having from last week." And so, <laughs> and so I was like, yeah. "Oh, well, then last week we were just prescient. All we were doing was just foreshadowing. That's all we were doing. That's what yeah. that was all about." Yeah, and
1: uh, you know, thank you everybody for being patient with us. I got a new mic. Yeah, um, and. We are having some issues with the cords and the plugs and the... There's something going on. Something's going on, and yep. uh, so we'll keep working on it, getting it that figured out. Yep. Um, so thanks for being patient with us.
0: Yeah. I mean, we do what we can.
1: Yeah. All right. Brent. Yes. The next episode. Yeah. Episode four of season six of Stargate SG-1. Yeah. Is entitled Frozen. Are you and I ask you, what is Frozen all about?
0: <laughs> With
1: trepidation. Oh.
0: All right. Uh, let's see here. I can't do what everybody is thinking that I need to do, right? Can't do it. Can't do it. And yet, will he do it? Next time on Stargate SG 1. The SG 1 team travel through the gate to find themselves on a strange world. Jonas says to Sam, I can hear you, but I won't. Some look for trouble while others don't. There's a thousand reasons I should go about my day and ignore your whispers, which I would wish would go away. At which point, Sam replies, Oh, 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 oh. Ah, oh, oh, oh. You're not a voice. You're just ringing in my ear. And if I heard you, which I don't, I'm spoken for, I fear. Everyone I've ever loved is here within these walls. I'm sorry, Secret Siren, but I'm blocking out your calls. If I had my adventure, I don't need someone new. And I'm afraid of what I'm risking if I follow you. This is, this is a, this is a, a, obviously, Zach, you have not seen Frozen 2. Uh, You are true.
1: I haven't even seen (laughs) (laughs) Frozen (laughs) 1.
0: The team travel through the gate to find themselves on Arendelle. They have to go through a magnificent mission of magic and power that it seems to call forth the spirits of the elements in order to conjure a complete and utter new beginning for the people of Arendelle and also the Sami tribes of the North. Join us next time on Stargate SG-1 as we venture into the frozen colds of Frozen. Is this a Disney Mm -hmm. crossover?
1: Uh, well, mostly I was just sitting there listening to where this was going to go. I was so impressed that you had so many of those lines memorized.
0: No, I didn't have them memorized at all. I was looking them up as I was stalling. Ah.
1: Uh, <laughs> cheater. I approve, 100%. Uh,
0: no, as soon as, I, as soon as you said Frozen, of course I thought of Let It Go. And then yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do that one. Nope, not going to do it. So then I'm like, what's, what's, the, what's the big one from the second one? It's the, Into the Unknown. So that's what I pulled up just now. Ah. And then I kinda had to try to make it work, which I barely did. Um but so I, I,
1: I'll, I'll, I'll give you this connection. Yeah. We may just go into the unknown.
0: Into the unknown. Into the unknown All right. Panic Shall at we the watch Disco the promo? does a great a little, he, he just, any it, Yes. Uh, let's where am I at? Yes, I am ready to actually watch the real promo.
1: Okay, me too. I'm hitting play now. Next time on Stargate SG-1
0: In the Antarctic wastelands, a discovery has been made Uh Uh-oh, uh-oh A frozen what? We could be looking at evidence that human beings evolved long before we thought they did And Uh maybe even originally on this planet What? She is remarkably preserved What? This episode is sponsored by North Face Can you speak? But when the unforeseen what occurs, is that? that's uh, what's her face, Kate. It's possible she may be carrying contagion. Oh. Will she bring healing, or will she bring death? Oh no.
1: It's all next time. Oh on no. Stargate
0: SG One. What are the odds she'll survive? Oh no! Oh Wait a minute wait a minute. We were just talking about plot armor uh, okay fine we'll see if we'll see what happens there. You know they go into the unknown is uh does uh does that one person use um use magics to uh to thaw frozen heart
1: Well, it's entirely possible mm-hmm. we will mm-hmm. have to wait. And find out. Mm, I would like okay. to point out, however, that whatever happens, this episode occurs—you know—was w- w- produced in 2002, and Frozen and Frozen Two are significantly younger. So, if there's any parallel between this and Frozen Two, Frozen Two clearly stole it from Stargate.
0: N- not unless they went through a solar flare.
1: No, they stole it definitely. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, awesome I'm looking forward to it looking yeah, forward to okay. the frozen tundras also uh, what was the Star what was the Star Trek uh, DS9 the f- founders who are they what's what's Odo's race um, the founders the founders is this another founder I guess I guess it was in TNG where they got introduced um,
1: no we, fa- we meet the founders in
0: Deep Space Nine there we go period. okay I'm excited to meet the founders
1: but we don't necessarily meet them in SG1 I Maybe mean, maybe we do we'll have to Let's wait and find out, out. Let's find out. All that is to say, thank you, David, for the promos. They're awesome. Great. Tell us what you think then about this episode. Where did we get it right? Where did we get it wrong? I Mm -hmm. really can't talk, apparently. Eh,
0: It's fine. We're wrapping it up. All good. Yep.
1: All right, so anyway, email us at stargate at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Stargate Walking. Go to the Facebook pages and follow us and like us and smash all of the appropriate buttons and all those things buttons. for the Facebook page and the Facebook group. And of course, go to our website, WTTS.space. Eventually, Sorry. Brent will, will get that list of people who have per- correctly predicted yeah. our names and get that in there for also you. Also, a recipe
0: all. I got to get up there. I can't remember what. what what was the recipe that I needed to get out there? I don't um, remember. I'll think about it later. I can't, I
1: can't remember. remember. Was it a grilled cheese sandwich? I can't remember. Oh, was
0: that it? A grilled cheese? I, don't,
1: I can't remember. That was like I think three that might have been episodes it. ago.
0: That's I can't really
1: remember what we did yesterday.
0: I, an hour ago. <laughs> an we, hour. We, we've been talking for over an hour. That's true. That's very true. <laughs> uh, and with all of that zaniness,
1: I say that I am Zach. <laughs> and I'm Brent. This has been Walking Through the Stargate. See you next time.
0: Bye. Carter, dial it up. Get these people home.